Peace, party people. Welcome back to episode 140, the season finale of season seven of Where My Killer Tape At. I'm going to continue to talk about Dr. Bell Hook's All About Love. And I'm also going to do a dope spoiler-free review of The Batman. And also a spoiler-free review of the, of the uh, sitcom, which I love so much, Grand Coup. Check it out. Tape at B. Not not gonna lie. Um, episode one forty nine will probably by far be my favorite episode. I I feel mad conceited even saying that because I don't I don't after I edit my podcast I don't listen to them unless it's an interview that I did with someone. Um, but a couple of things stood out. Um, the first thing that stood out was one of the reasons why I enjoyed it is because I'm not yelling. I realize that oftentimes. Um, whether I'm doing an IG live or my podcast, I'm always yelling and I need to take care of my voice. You know, if I'm doing the self-care thing, I need to take care of my voice. So I'm going to stop yelling because I, I, it is just, I don't need to yell. You know what I mean? I don't need to yell. Um, the second thing, so from, from this moment on, I promise you that, um, I will stop yelling into the mic when I do my podcast. Really anything I do, I'm really going to be cognizant of the fact of whether I'm yelling or not. So. The second thing that um, I noticed is I did talk about one thing I regret. I kind of like touched on it um, and is regretting the idea that I neglected the feelings of some of the men that I know in my life. Some of the students that I know, particularly the male students in, in particular, um, when they came to me and told me that they were hurt or disappointed or not feeling well. You know, I, I kind of like, you know, either c- convinced them to push through or to forget or to ignore those feelings of despair, disappointment, or just being overall hurt about losing a loved one. that Not, not like in, in passing, but like dating someone and then that person rejecting them or leaving them or breaking up. So that I kind of like, I'm going to start doing more of that in my podcast, talking about things that, that I regret doing as a younger man, as a younger mentor, and as a younger educator. So definitely I'm going to do that. So bear with me, party people. Real quick, um, it took me forever to do this episode, and I apologize for that. Um, and it's not that it's not that um, nothing wild is going on. Actually, things are going very well for for me and for my family and for my community, um, despite everything that's been happening, you know, in the real world. But um, two things: number one, um, I've been getting these bouts of anxiety, and um, and it's not anything. Again, it's not anything major. It's just little things, right? And one of it was this podcast. So it was just like, what, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, even though I know what I'm doing. And then um, 
the thing that at the Academy Awards happened and I saw people, I actually was off the internet that day, so I missed a lot of the stuff, but I just, these takes on it, this drove me nuts. So um, I, I didn't, I'm not going to discuss it because I just felt like everybody's already talked about it and I really don't have anything to say about it. So, um, and, I, and I, I like priding myself in not talking about what everybody else is talking about. Not because it, not because they shouldn't. It's just that I don't just want. To, I just I want you to come to this podcast and be like, you know what? I'm not going to hear what everybody else is saying. I, I kind of want to get away with that. Um, I kind of want to get away from that, and um, so I kind of feel that way. So, you know, um, I would like some feedback. You know, um, if I do talk about something that everybody else talks, let me know. There's some things that I am going to talk about because I want to and I'm passionate about it, but I just don't want to be that podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, work. So, so this episode is going to be probably the first of many episodes that are going to kind of like jump into the book um, All About Love by Dr. Bell Hooks. Um, you know that Dr. Bell Hooks had a tremendous influence on my life. Her writing really changed the way like I parent, the way I love, the way I interact with my students, the way I approach things. But this, this book right here, I thought I read it. I really did. I thought I read it, but I did not read it. Um, so, wow. Um, man, uh, my book club is doing it now. We're actually going to do it again because it's that good. And I'm going to do a whole bunch of IG lives on it. But I really regret not reading it 20 years ago. Um, and I know it's part of a series. Um, it's all about love. We Real Cool, and um, I can't remember the third one, but I've referenced the third one before. I should be looking it up, right? But um, yeah, so I hope I don't beat y'all to death with it. Um, but there's just a lot of things that it just has me thinking about so much. But one thing that I, that I kind of like pulled from it, and it's the chapter on, um, you know, living through a love ethic, right? Which I'm going to talk about later on. And again, listening to my previous episode, I know I keep, talking about it but um there's a lot of regret about certain signals that i missed and certain things that i ignored when it came to my brothers um and when i say brothers i mean that um you know not blood brothers you know even even with my even with my siblings yes even with them there were certain signs and signals that they try to hey hey you know and i just missed it and a lot of it is because of emotions like dealing with our emotions and i'm really really what i'm pledging to do um, again, I know I'm doing a lot of pledges and a lot of promises, but I guess if I call it out, you know what I'm saying, and keep calling it out, I'm going to manifest it, right? That's what they say. Um, but I'm going to really try to pay attention from this moment on. And um, I remember uh, just today, you know, I had a student that I could tell. You know, I could just tell just, he just wasn't the same. He just, I knew it. And then I was like, I got to get a moment with him by himself. And I got that opportunity, and I grabbed him. I was like, hey, man. You good? And he was like, nah, I'm not good. And I was like, oh, shit, this is it. You know what I mean? So it was just like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do that more often. And I just, again, a lot of regrets, a lot of, like, looking back and being like, damn, you know, did I miss that? You know what I'm saying? So it really got me thinking. You know what I mean?
there were uh, two chapters in this book that really caught my eye. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about one of them in another episode, probably after the season. <laughs> and then this one is the one, the chapter that's called Towards a Love Ethic. Um, yo, like, I've been mentoring for a long time, decades, actually. And I know, like, a lot of times with my mentees, no matter how old they are, um, I always reference the art of war. I know, I know. It's such a man thing to do, right? Sun Tzu's art of war. And the reason why I chose Sun Tzu's Art of War is because um, the whole thing, the whole premise of that book is to win a war without fighting. That's really the bottom line of that war. And it's funny when I hear people talk about it and they misinterpret it. Um, his whole thing is fighting is the last resort. War is the last thing you should do. You don't even want to fight. Matter of fact, you don't even want a prolonged war, right? But... Um, what I failed to realize is that ultimately Sun Tzu was talking about consolidating power. And that's a pretty harmful thing to teach, right? If I want to teach peace and harmony, if I want to teach community, um, I have to not talk about consolidating power, right? Like, like when I, And when I say that, I believe in collective power. I believe in community power. I believe in black power. But I, I believe that that's something that we you do as a whole, not something that Someone accumulates as an individual, right? Because a lot of times when we talk about success, it's about accumulation of material that we believe is power, right? Um, you know, the accumulation of capital. Um, um, I want to say real quick, capital, not wealth, right? Because we believe that that capital is going to give us the power that we need. Um, and I was looking for something to replace that concept, right? And I'm not a pacifist at all, right? But um, And this... Chapter right here just gave it to me, love ethic, right? Towards a love ethic, like moving towards a love ethic, right? She says, Dr. Bell Hook says, a love ethic presupposes that everyone has a right to be free, to live fully and well. And this is, you know what I mean? Like, right? And here, here it is, but here's the next step, right? Um, we Towards a love ethic means that we make choices based on a belief that honesty, openness, and personal integrity need to be expressed in public and private decisions. So I can't just be that way at home and then when I go to work, I'm not like that. Or vice versa, I can't be that way out in public, you know, at work, but then when I'm at home, you know, I'm promoting this culture of domination. It has to be within and without, right? Um, it has to be reflected in everywhere I go, no matter what I do, um, whether I go to the gas station, um, whether I go visit my mother, whether I'm at home with my babies and my family, um, when I'm at, at work, when I'm teaching capoeira, when I'm doing my podcast, it kind of like has to be done that way, right? Honesty and openness and personal integrity, right? Um, and wow, again, I know some of it, it may be, it may not be, oh, you know, Danny, it's, it's, it's not anything, it's basic, you know what I mean? But here's the kicker, man, living it, you know what I mean? Like moving towards that love ethic. It's uh, easier said than done. You know what I mean? Like, it's easier said than done, right? You know what I'm saying? And we live in a culture of domination. She says it. We live in a culture of domination, right? Even when we play the dozens, it's to dominate, right? Even, you know, um, it, it's one of those things where we have to learn how to be like, it's okay to be competitive, but we don't need to dominate. You know what I mean? Um, even like in our discussions and our debates, like, I don't have to dominate. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that, I kind of wish I learned earlier 
Because I felt like to get my point across, I have to like demolish the other person. And that's not that's not cool, man. It really is not cool. So, man, I, again, um, I, a lot of reading this book, there's a lot of regrets that I've had. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, some of it. Uh, yeah, some of it. I do feel mad guilty about it. Some of it, I could sleep through it. You know what I mean? But um, I'm glad I read this book and you know, start moving towards that love ethic. Or Um, really, I should have said this in the beginning, but a podcast you should check out before you listen to mine when it, when it comes to this topic about love is one by the big homie Mix Vixen, um, V-I-X-E-N. Um, her February, February 14th episode, episode number 20, and it's all about love, where she kind of does pretty much what I'm doing now, and um, she talks about, um, you know, Dr. Bell Hook's book. So definitely, definitely listen to that one, like stop right here, and then listen, come to the back and listen to mine, because she, she, she drops mad jewels in there, really, for real, for real. Um, and the second podcast I just got on board is called, it's called the Love Again Podcast, it's about this married couple in the Midwest. Really, really dope. Right now, they're doing a series on cheating. They're doing like a three-part one on cheating. Um, not going to get into their business. They are, though. So if I was y'all, check those joints out. I will put them in the show notes. So you ain't got to write them down right now. So today I had the opportunity to introduce one of my students to the mighty Mostef, a.k.a. Yasin Bey. I let him listen to his first solo single, uh, Universal Magnetic, which was on Ruckus. And it came out back in 97. He was open. He was just like, oh, snap. But we was listening to it. And in the second verse, he said something that I forgot he said. But it reminds me of incels, right? It really does, right? And I think the line goes, um, um, Y'all fiending for riches, calling earth bitches, but most of y'all brothers is living with y'all mothers. Like, that's really pretty much what incels are. You know what I mean? I thought that was, I just wanted to throw that out there. I know it's a little snippet right there. But And for my, for my last episode, I wanted to um, talk about a show that brings me so much joy. Um, and it's uh, The Grand Crew. I don't even know what channel it's on. I know I watch it on Hulu. So um, it's created by Phil Augusta Jackson. Um, he's written on Insecure, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he's written stuff for Key and Peele. So dude is a vet. Um, and it's a story about a group of, of um, middle-class black folks who meet every now and then at this wine spot. It's pretty, pretty dope. Um, the name of the wine spot is called Grand Crew. Um, it stars Echo Kellum, who plays Noah Coles. He was in Arrow. Like, he played Mr. Terrific, which I think is a horrible DC character. Um, he plays um, Noah, Noah Coles. And then Nicole Bayer, who's just so dope in this. She's dope. Her stand-up is actually dope. She plays his sister, Nikki Coles. Um, and then their homies, Justin Cunningham plays Wyatt Fields. Aaron Jennings plays Anthony Holmes. Um, Carl Tart plays um, Sherm Jones, who he is 
hilarious in this. And uh, Gracie uh, Mercedes plays Faye. Um, also, Garrett Morris, Moore the OG, the GOAT, is a narrator for this. So it's really dope. I'm completely unfamiliar with everybody except Nicole Byer and Echo Kellum. Um, yo, Carl Tart is just fucking hilarious, bro. Um, I'm going to just say this. The show doesn't break any new ground. It has the familiar tropes of any comedy that's been around for decades, right? You have the the smart, sensible friend, the voice of reason, right? You have the friend who's, you don't know what he does for a living. We have the friend who's a thought, right? You have all those basic tropes of any comedy series. Um, but it's just really refreshing to see black people just having a good time. And it, there's, there's, they're not doing it for the white gays. And I think that's the shit that I love about it. Um, it's funny as fuck. Like, you will be dying. You will be... It's hilarious. Um, and inspirational. Because now I want a grand crew. I want a group of people that I get together with and we drink wine all the time. So I think it's fucking dope. I love it. I'm working on that too, by the way. Uh, but highly recommend it. It's funny. Um, again, it doesn't break any new ground. So if you're, if you're expecting it to be like Atlanta... Or anything. It doesn't break any new ground, but it's still hilarious. It's still dope. And I hope to see more shows like that. Just, you know, you know just black people where there's no white gays. You know what I mean? And I think it's just funny. Um, you know, um, I think it's, this, the show is hilarious. Um, um, and it, it brings me a lot of joy. Me and my, it brings me and my family a lot of joy. So definitely check out The Grand Crew. So I'm going to go ahead and do a spoiler-free review of The Batman. I know I'm super late. Um, I know this episode is mad late. Um... I just want to say real quick that Matt Reeves, who directed this, he took he took a lot of um, you know you know stories, parts of stories from Hush, The Long Halloween, and Batman Year Two. And and just an FYI, it is literally Batman's second year as Batman. So um, I see now why they 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 casted Robert Pattinson. As Batman, when I first heard it, like everybody else, I was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know." Not because he was in Twilight, not because, not because he was, um, he was like, "Oh, I'm not working out" or whatever, which was a bu- totally bullshit. Um, he just didn't feel like doing that extensive eight hours a day shit, you know what I mean? But he he was gonna work out anyway. Um, I just felt like he didn't have um, like the swag to be Bruce Wayne, you know what I'm saying? But He's not Bruce Wayne in this. Like, he's like 80% of the time, he's Batman. Um, and at, at one point, he actually tells Alfred, like, I don't give a fuck about Bruce Wayne. He don't say it like that, but he's pretty much like, so he's really like just Batman. Later on, he uses Bruce Wayne to gain access into certain places, which is interesting, right? And that's a spoiler, isn't it? But anyway, um, he's really Batman in this. Um, so he's year two, he's still learning the ropes. And, and, and at a certain point he does say he's been, um, not sleeping and he's been going out in the street at night for two years straight. So he's like, everything blurs together. So that's, that's where, where he's at. Um, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> Paul Dano as a Riddler. I'm only familiar with his stuff when he was a young kid and a teenager. Like I, I saw like a lot of movies that he was in. When he was like a kid or a teenager. So I'm not used to him being an adult. So he really like surprised me here. I was like, it's pretty dope. I thought um, what is dope is they have Jeffrey White. He's one of my favorite actors as a younger um, um, Gordon, right? And then I, I thought John Turturro as Falcone. I thought that was dope. I love John Turturro. Shout out to him. He's a Spike Lee alum. You know what I mean? I'm not a Spike Lee alum though. But 
Um, I'm not going to say that. I, I went to the movies to watch this with low expectations. Right? Because I was like, we, uh, we have another Batman movie. Not counting the animation joints. Not counting the, the video games. We, since 1989, we literally had, if you do the math, we literally had a Batman movie every four years. Not counting Justice League either. You know what I mean? So we've had mad Batman movies. Um, so I was like, why are we going to have another one? But I went and it was three hours long. It didn't feel like three hours, though. It didn't feel like three hours. So, um, yo, I recommend it. It was pretty dope. Um, like, the fight scenes were raw. You know what I mean? Because he's still not the Batman that we know. He's not. He doesn't fight with finesse and calculations. He's just literally just slugging it out with criminals. And I thought that was dope. Um, never been a fan of the Batman car, the, the Bat car, the fucking Batmobile. Right? I've never been a fan. All them shits look corny to me, yo. But this Batmobile, I want this shit. Like, this, I love this shit. That I, I want it. And, and to me, quite honestly, like, um, uh, that to me, a, a, a muscle car would make more sense in a city like Gotham. All that other stuff is just like, I don't know what y'all doing with it. So I never really felt, I, I did felt the one from, um, the one from um, um, Nolan's Batman, but it was just too big and bulky. I, I was just like, I like that it was like breaking through bridges and shit, but I was just like, I'm not, feel, I wouldn't buy that car. Like if somebody said, give me that car, I'd be like, nah, but this one I'll take. But um, again, I thought it was dope. I like the use of lighting in this, right? Um, because it was dark, but it wasn't too dark, right? Because the Nolan Batman, it was just like mad dark. And let me just say, this, Gotham is still the place I don't want to move to. I don't even want to visit. You know what I mean? So, in Birds of Prey, which is actually a dope DC movie, to me, one of the top five DC movies, they actually had Gotham in the daytime. Like, they actually took you to spots to eat. You know what I mean? Anyway, I recommend it. Um, um, I enjoyed it. I, I, again, I see why they chose Robert Pattinson to be this Batman. Um, I, I could see why he did certain things and um, I recommend it. So check it out. Lord of the mercy, all night and this and crew. Follow me now, Lord of the mercy, all night and this and crew. Follow me now, Lord of the mercy, all night and this and crew. Follow me now, Lord of the mercy, all night and this and crew. Follow me now. So for this last episode of season seven um this outro is gonna be a little bit different um first thing i want to say is this is something i have never asked people to do i probably did i just haven't done it in a while on whatever streaming platform you're using to listen to my podcast please leave a review um i prefer a five-star review but if you know feel whatever you however you feel about my show please tell me uh please tell the you know review it um because that kind of helps my algorithm um, and it's probably why I don't get a lot of sponsorships. So please do that for me. I really appreciate it. Um, if you need to book me for anything, um, whether it's a panel discussion, um, anything like that, let's talk particulars. Um, you could always just go to my website, omisbench.com, O-M-I-S-B-N-C-H.com, just like Writer's Bench. Um, you go there and you can find all my contact information. Um, and also use the hashtag, um, where my killer tape back, killer spelled K-I-L-L-A, if you want to continue the conversation online. Do me a solid. Um, shout out to the big homie Adisa Banjoko for this. Um, send any episode of my podcast to one person. Like, just say, hey, don't just post it on your joint. Just be like, hey, yo, 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 big homie, check out this podcast. You really enjoy it. If you could do me that, that would be so dope. Um, and you know, 
please hit the subscribe button. I know, again, I don't always ask people to do it, um, but subscribe to my joint. You know what I mean? You don't have to listen to it. Just subscribe to it. Get your moms and them to subscribe to them. Get your uncles and all of them. Just hit subscribe button. That's all I ask y'all to do. That would be so dope. Um, and again, I appreciate everybody. Um, if you want to donate money, actually, if you go onto my um, show notes, I have a link to um, purchasing a coffee mug. I know last year, 2021, I was trying to sell 100. I only sold like five because <laughs> I wasn't on it that hard. So if you could purchase one, it goes to the show. I'm not going to buy a Bentley with it. Trust me on that. Trust me. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't buy a Bentley. But if you could do me that, that would be so dope. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And I'm going to see you next season. Word.